have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. We are on episode four of the 60 Day Mind and Body Challenge podcast. I am your host, Imogen Rose. You may know me through the 60 Day Mind and Body Challenge Facebook group or on TikTok. My handle is Imogen Rose IG. And on Instagram, my handle is the same as Imogen Rose IG. And today we're going to be talking about nutrition and performance training, how it affects your athletic ability, how it affects your daily bodily functions we're gonna delve right in and hopefully by the end of it you will have learned something it will be interesting and educational when I'm referring to studies mentioned throughout the podcast I will actually leave links to all of the sources that are relevant to what I'm speaking about in the show notes so if you want to do a little bit more reading and educate yourself further then I will leave them all the links in the show notes. First of all, I'm going to chat to you a little bit about my background and my journey with nutrition because I feel like my history has been quite relatable and a lot of you will find that you have been in a similar situation to what I have been in previously with my food. Um, so going back to when I was a teenager, I was overweight and I thought the only way to lose weight was to go on a really restrictive diet and cut out all of the stuff that I enjoyed and basically just follow a really strict strict diet and a fad diet of that. Um, the first ever diet I went on was the Special K diet, which I don't recommend to anyone, not only because it is bland, boring, um, it's not varied at all, but it's also, it's, it's not healthy, really not healthy. So the Special K diet for me consisted of eating Special K for two meals of the day, every single day, and I think it was for about three weeks. Um, and I learned about that in a newspaper, which was absolutely brilliant um, for a 14-year-old girl to be taking nutrition advice from a newspaper um so I really don't recommend I don't recommend that but that is that's one of the first fad diets that I um started a lot of fad diets are marketed towards women and they 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 kind of market themselves in a way that they are solving your problem they are solving your problem with their quick fix um showing that you're gonna get results fast and a lot of us a lot of us fall for it because we want we want that quick fix fast forward to now i have probably done every fad diet that you can think of that you can list i've probably done it and believe me when i say this every single time i restricted myself during a fad diet by the end of it i wanted to eat the world and that's what I did and then so all the weight that I lost during that that fad diet phase I put back on and more because I'd hated my life for a month six weeks of restricting myself restricting my body of what it actually wanted 
and then I just piled the weight back on. It's just not, it's not a sustainable way to live and it's not fun. It's really, really boring and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. I'm sure a lot of you have tried a fad diet before, at least one, um, so, so I really hope today's podcast is going to teach you the basics about nutrition and how you can achieve your goals in a healthy and sustainable way. In the past, I have focused my energy into trying to achieve a certain look and that has been my main focus within working out and getting fit. Now, I feel like I've shifted my mindset into focusing on on performance training rather than the aesthetics of fitness because obviously you can achieve a certain body a certain look with fitness but once you start shifting that mindset onto how your body is performing how much weight you can lift how fast you can run it honestly changes the game and it's so much healthier to shift onto that focus because you're not worrying about what you look like you're not looking in the mirror thinking oh my god I'm doing all this workout and for what because your focus isn't about what you look like anymore your focus is about how you are performing the exercise Okay, so let's talk about the importance of nutrition to achieve improvements in performance and maintaining your good health. At the moment, especially with social media, there are a lot of people posting food videos and content about what they're eating. And some of these videos are quite dangerous because they do show minimal minimal amounts of food and a lot of people watch those videos and think, right, okay, if I if I eat what she eats, I'm going to look like her, which isn't the case because we all have different makeups. We're all different. We're all individual. We're different heights. We're different weights. We're different ages. All of these impact how our body uses energy, moves around, and the result of consuming insufficient energy can result in reduced performance, muscle loss, slower recovery and an overall disruption of hormonal function in females. So you hear about these women who have minimal body fat and they lose their periods. That is due to the fact that their body is not running in an optimal way. Their bodies don't have the capacity to run basic functions, therefore things like your period get lost. So it is really, really important that we find a happy medium with our intake, our daily intake of calories, and that we're not in a calorie deficit for a long period of time. Because if you're losing weight, then you should get to a point where you eventually will be a happy weight that you're ha- happy with, a healthy weight, and then you sh- you don't need to be in a calorie deficit anymore. Then you'll be at maintenance, which is eating the same, around about the same amount of calories that you're burning. Let's get more into detail with um, nut- nutrition. So, macronutrients are split up into carbohydrates, protein and fats and we'll start off with carbohydrates because I feel like a lot of people have 
a really negative mindset with carbs and I used to be one of them. I have done the keto diet before. Um, If you're not aware of the keto diet, it's where you eat minimal carbs every single day and you increase the amount of fats that you are taking into your diet to overcompensate for the loss of the carbs. Um, Since doing the keto diet, I have obviously done my personal training course um, and I've just overall educated myself a lot more. So I know a lot more about how macronutrients work, how carbohydrates are used within the body. And I'm I'm very much in a position now where I'm not scared of carbs. In the past, I've read so much information saying that carbs are bad for you and you should minimize your carb intake that I definitely was swayed into looking at carbs and thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to minimize my carb intake. I'm going to minimize the amount of carbs that I have in the evening. And I've, I have done that. I've, I've experienced that. And, um, yeah, I've come out the other side and I'm definitely a carb queen now. The main role of carbohydrates are to provide fuel for energy. The brain is dependent on glucose as a source of fuel and the working muscles use glycogen, especially during intensive exercise. So if you're doing high intensity exercise like HIIT or um, if you're going for a sprint, etc, etc, glycogen is used Sources of carbs are, let's give some examples. So we've got sugar, um, which is like fruit, table sugar, dried fruit, juices, that kind of thing. Um, Then you've got starches, which are more complex. um, Things like bread, pasta, rice, potatoes. And then you've got fiber, which is indigestible forms of carbohydrates like vegetables, whole grains, cereals, beans, lentils. And insoluble fiber really is important because it helps to prevent constipation and and bowel disease. So we really want to make sure we're getting enough fiber so those pipes are working and we're not getting all bunged up because that is the worst feeling ever. And the more active you are, um, the more muscle mass you have, obviously the more carbs you will need. Okay, so let's talk about the guidelines because I think I feel like a lot of people talk about guidelines for how much protein that you should have, but carbohydrates is not really spoken about a lot in terms of guidelines and how much you should have. Um, so obviously, if you're doing very light intense intensity training, then you don't need as many carbs. If you're doing very high intensity training, then you will need a little bit more. Um, I have some guidelines according to a study done by Burke LM. I'll leave the study in the notes if you want to go and have a little look. Um, but what was suggested in that study was between three and five grams per kilogram of body body weight for very low intensity training and for very high intensity training between eight and 12 grams of carbohydrates per kilogram of body weight. The main thing that's talked about um, with exercise is protein. We all talk about how important protein is for muscle mass and muscle recovery, but I feel like carbohydrates is definitely not spoken enough about. The importance of carbohydrates in relation to 
exercise performance was first demonstrated in 1939 by Christensen and Hansen, who found that a high carbohydrate diet significantly increased endurance. However, it wasn't until the 1960s that scientists discovered that the capacity for endurance exercise is related to pre-exercise glycogen stores and that a high carbohydrate diet increases glycogen stores. In a pioneering study, three groups of athletes were given a low carbohydrate diet, a high carbohydrate diet or moderate carbohydrate diet and the study was Bergstrom 1967 researchers measured the concentration of glycogen in their leg muscles and found that those athletes eating a high carbohydrate diet stored twice as much glycogen as those on the moderate carbohydrate diet and seven times as much as those eating a low carbohydrate diet so what's the take home from that carbohydrates are good and necessary for exercise performance Let's move on to protein. Protein is spoken about a lot. We see fitness people all over Instagram promoting the latest protein shake all the time. Um, but let's let's delve into it and see what the actual main function of protein is. Protein, apart from the more obvious one, which is helping muscles grow, it helps transport important substances in the blood to allow growth, and repair of human tissue. It makes enzymes, hormones, and antibodies. So I think we can all agree protein is very, very important. Protein can be found in both animal and plant sources. Um, plant, some plant sources are like grains, cereals, nuts, beans, pulses. Um, a lot of the protein protein supplements that I get are often pea protein, soy protein, rice protein, fava bean protein and then you've got your obvious animal ones like chicken, um, beef, eggs, that kind of thing. Um, adequate protein is required for active people. It compensates for the increased muscle breakdown that occurs during and after intense exercise as well as used for muscle growth. The ACSM consensus statement recommends between 1.2 and 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. It's best to consume protein throughout the day. And one question I get asked a lot is, should I take protein and have protein on my non-training days? And the answer is yes. Um, just like you would with protein, protein out of your food, continue taking protein shakes if you need to top up your protein on your non-training days. Even when you're not training, your muscles are working. They're repairing from your previous day's workout. So it is still vital to continue, continue with your protein as you would on a training day. Moving on to the last macronutrient, which is fat. And I also think fat gets a lot of stick as, alongside carbohydrates because you see all of these marketing ploys to get you to eat fat-free things like fat-free yogurts are a big one. You walk around a supermarket and you see fat-free yogurts, fat-free milk. And if you actually turn turn the package around and actually read the back of the packet, a lot of the times they are they're 
basically switching the fat for sugar and they're upping the sugar content to bring the fat down so then they can put zero percent fat on the front of the label and a lot of people will see that and think okay this is the whole healthy alternative I'll pick this up I'll take this instead of a a different kind of brand when if you compare the back of the labels quite often the sugar content will be higher much higher in the fat-free version although it seems like fat is the enemy some fat is actually essential it makes up part of the structure of all cell membranes your brain tissue nerve sheaths bone marrow and its protection for your organs as well Fat in food provides us with essential fatty acids and although fat is essential, good fats like avocado and nuts, protein and carbs should be your main focus with your uh, calories and fat should be making up the calorie balance. Um, According to Public Health England in 2013, the saturated fat recommendations are no more than 30 grams for men and no more than 20 grams for women. Um, I'm just going to go through some of the important things that fat does in our body. Um, Saturated fat, for example, is really important for the nervous system and um, it can be found in meat, eggs, coconut oil, palm oil. Um, Monounsaturated fat is found in olive oil, peanut oil and avocados, Um, very good fats and that protects us from heart disease. Polyunsaturated fat is good for brain function and that is found in flax seeds which are great if you want to sprinkle them on your porridge you can um, sneak them into your diet that way or onto your cereal in smoothies. Um, Sunflower oil is also um, one and sunflower seeds as well and the main, main one that everyone knows oily fish. And that improves brain function. Lastly, um, micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. And they are vital for normal growth, repair and daily function of the body. Um, Minerals occur naturally in soil. But that doesn't mean to say go outside and eat loads of soil. (laughs) Um, Plants... Luckily, plants are very clever and they use their roots to draw all of the minerals up. So luckily, we don't have to go around eating soil. We can just go around eating loads of plants and get our minerals. Finally, I want to touch on a little bit about supplements. I'm not going to go too much into detail about them. um, But I did just want to quickly touch upon uh, creatine. Because before I was heavily into the gym, I honestly didn't have a clue what creatine was so what is creatine and do i actually need to take creatine supplements creatine is a protein that is made naturally in the body and is made from three amino acids but can also be found found in meat and fish or it can be taken in higher doses as a supplement it is most commonly available as creatine monohydrate Creatine combines with phosphorus to form phosphocreatine, which is PC for short. 
in your muscle cells and it's an energy rich compound that fuels your muscles during high intensity activities such as lifting weights or sprinting. Creatine supplementation raises PC levels levels typically around 2%. Um, and I will leave a little study in the show notes if you want to go and read up on it further. Uh, creatine has is probably one of the most researched um, supplements out there. Hundreds and hundreds of studies have measured the effects of creatine supplements on anaerobic performance and the majority have proven for it to be effective for increasing strength and muscle mass as well as enhancing performance in high intensity activities. So in short, do you need it? If you are weight training, if you're trying to lift heavy weights, then I would highly recommend creatine as a supplement. Um, If you are competing, if you're an athlete, wanting to get faster with your sprints, then highly recommend it. If you are doing something like swimming or much more lower lower levels of intensity, you don't need it. It's specifically to improve levels of performance within training within your um, anaerobic energy system. Examples of this high intensity high intensity interval training like um, intensity training on the bike, intensity training with sprinting, um, lifting heavy weights, that kind of exercise. How much creatine should I take? The most common creatine loading protocol is around four times five to seven grams doses, um, and that's per day, over a period of five days, which tends to be called um, the loading phase of it, and that that's around 20 20 to 25 grams daily. It does work, but that doesn't mean it's the best way to load up. It's a relatively inefficient way of getting creatine into your muscles and is more likely to produce side effects such as water retention. Around two-thirds of this creatine may end up in your urine, Um, so it's not really an optimal way of taking creatine. The key to efficient creatine supplementation is to take small quantities at a time and to slow down the speed of absorption. And remember, if you want to grow those muscles, if you want glute gains, etc., etc., you ideally want to be in a calorie surplus, which is eating more than you're burning. And if you want to lose weight, a calorie deficit, which is eating less than you're burning. Or um, if you just want to maintain your weight, yeah, quite happy with um, the way you are, then maintenance calories. So you're eating just as much as you're burning. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It was a little bit of a more educational tone. And if you want me to produce more content like this with the podcast, then please let me know. I am happy to produce more educational podcasts. Or with that said, if you want more like chatty ones, if you want me to interview different fitness people, please let me know because I'm happy to give the people what they want. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget, we've only got four weeks left of the 60-day Mind and Body Challenge. It's still running. We are still motivating, empowering, and inspiring each other over there. So don't forget to join us. And I will see you in my next, next episode, which will be episode five. How crazy. 
Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.